Welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're on season four, episode number 32 tonight, Andy. Andy, it's a sports episode tonight. Today yeah. is June 19th, 2023. Happy Juneteenth. Yes, for those who celebrate. And uh, tonight's episode of Sports Only, we've got a lot to cover. We're going to jump right into it, but we've got a lot of baseball. We've got lots of baseball, in fact. Yeah, pretty baseball heavy, yeah. You know, the NHL, the NBA, the winter sports are now done. But the last spring sports for high school wrapped up also yep. this last week. So yep. the uh, the high school calendar is done. We're officially into summer. So let's start off with the trivia question. I got the trivia this week for you. Okay. The Vegas Golden Knights. And our, our boy, we followed Zach Whitecloud. Yes. Bemidji State alum is now on the Stanley Cup. Now, yes, there's been other other Native Americans on there. Okay. Um, TJ Oshie is so not getting. That's not the trivia question. The trivia question is, who's the other Bemidji State University alum on the Stanley Cup? Okay, so there's two total. So he's one of them. The right cloud was the second one. There's another who, one out there. Who was the, the first BSU alum on the Stanley Cup? Okay. And here's we'll a cover hint. the. Answer at the end of the episode here. So do your homework. Do some use the Google machine if you have to to come up with the answer there. But uh let's get going with some sports here. Yes. All right, here let's do it. Here we go. There's our new logo in progress right there. We're working on. Yes. We're gonna start with the college world series going on right now. Okay. Uh they have two brackets, it's double elimination. Four teams in each bracket, and then the winner of each bracket playing a best of three. For the final championship, it's a best of three series. So here we are. Here's a live look at here it. Here we are. Going into this morning, uh, Oral Roberts from the Summit League where the Bison play, so the Bison have played them. They're in that same grouping. ORU, you hear that name a lot when we talk about the Bison for basketball and stuff. That's the same, same Oral Roberts. Took one on the chin to Florida yesterday, so they're in the loser's bracket down there. Uh, TCU lost their first game to ORU, and then they beat Virginia. So Virginia's out. Okay. So Oral Roberts and TCU will play. And that winner goes to play Florida. Now, obviously, that team's going to have to win two games to knock Florida out. That's why you see that okay. necessary underneath there. So it's kind of confusing, but now you see it spread out this way. Yeah, and there's only eight teams that make it, so we're down to the Elite Eight. Yep. Virginia's out, and so I think we're down to six. Six right here. now, yeah. And then here's the okay. lower bracket. Um, Wake Forest and LSU are playing right now. I have no idea the score. And then, uh, like I said, they'll play Tennessee, who beat Stanford, who lost to Wake Forest earlier. And then they'll move on. Ba -bom, ba -bom, ba -bom. So Stanford and Virginia right. are out. We're down to the final six, mm -hmm. and then um, – yeah, it moves along pretty quickly, but all these games, Omaha, Nebraska, yep. they're uh, – And then there's the final three games are 24th, 25th, and 26th, if necessary. Okay. You look at it, game one is a 7 p.m., then they come back for a 3 p.m. the next day. The day after is back to 7 p.m. again, so. Speaking of the College World Series, June 13, 1973, the College World Series came down to the perennial powers, Arizona State and Southern Cal, in the final game of the NCAA Championship of Baseball. 
but it was a tall, gangly pitcher from the Minnesota Golden Gophers who stole the show that year. Dave Winfield tossed 17 and a third innings in his two starts, allowing just one earned run and striking out 29. In addition, he batted 467 in the series. It was a dominating performance in every sense of the word, and Winfield was named the MVP of the 73 College World Series. Wow. Can you imagine if he had stayed as a pitcher? Yeah, he could have he could have very easily been a dominating pitcher. I mean, let, let, let's fast forward if you can. A guy like that now in college, do you keep him like that? Because look at how Otani's pulling it off. Pitching and DHing with the rules in the majors. Yeah. So if this was a modern day athlete, this was this year, a guy was this dominant yeah. and batted. Do you let him keep that up and call in the minors? It's a tough call because they call that now a two-way player, and it's a it's a TWP position. I think designation is what they have. But I find it interesting there. They going back to '73 and that photo, Winfield's pitching there with an outfielder's mitt. Yep, yep. (laughs) Wasn't in the budget for two different gloves. He just had the one. No, nowadays they all have different you know gloves for all different positions they play. Oh yeah. And back then you had one, and that was it. And so he's up there with an outfield. A uh, big 13 or 14 inch mitt there, whatever it is, uh, yeah. pitching. You literally had your glove, you know. So, yeah, back down good. to the Minnesota high school baseball wrapped up this weekend. Okay. Here's our champions, Class A champion, Faustin, the five seed over the three seed. Double A, Esco with a nine nothing win over Perm. Perm was a random draw against the number wow. one seed. Like I said, the first game was a five against three seed, so it's not like football or basketball where it's the one and two all the time. So, New Prague over Montemidi, 5-3. And Rosemont, the one seed, loses to Eastridge, 1-0. One, the one, there was a 1-2 in the big big schools, but, yeah. Very good games all the way around. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats there to that. That New Prague squad was ranked one, I think, most of the season. Yeah. Very good. They came from behind a couple of games in the state. Uh, played really well, played through it, and then took on a tough Matamidi team yeah. in the final. That's their first ever baseball championship yeah. in, in in school history. More baseball stuff. So just stuff off our social media pages. Okay. Oakland is the first city to lose all four major sports franchises to relocation. Oh, no, that's a good trade. Bowling Seals hockey team back in the day, gone. You know, Golden State Warriors have moved out of Oakland. They don't really play yeah. in Oakland anymore. Of course, the Raiders and the A's. So, congratulations to Oakland. I didn't know they had hockey. Back in the day, the, the California Golden Seals did play in Oakland. That's a great trivia question right there. Okay, I'll get some mileage out of that, Andy. Get a few drinks out of that at the local watering hole, as they say. Wow. Here's a – okay, this had to be a kick in the balls. Charlie Thurston. But Pastor's listening. That's all right. He he done it. He let this one fly, I think. He didn't understand. Young man was designated for assignment on Father's Day. His dad was scheduled to throw out the first pitch. Now, this oh, how does this even happen? I mean, like I put on the put I put out. I said business is business, but you couldn't let him just ride the bench one more day. <laughs> Maybe in the second inning, say, okay, you're going down, get out of here. 
This is this this bears repeating. So let's say this again now. He was pitching in the majors. Yeah, on the roster. They on call, Saturday, they call his Father dad. Say scheduled to throw the first pitch on Sunday. Yep. And he he got DFA'd, designated for assignment, or in other words, yep. uh, you know, sent down, uh, sent down to the minors um, before the game started. <laughs> you know, this about is kicking you when you're down. And he's got nice flow, too. Look at that. He's got some decent flow there. I like it. Now, here's a little respect right here. David Frazee declines induction into the Cardinals Hall of Fame. Former All-Star and World Series MVP. Okay, no offense. World Series MVP. He had a good week. Not an All-Star. Okay, but he's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Informed St. Louis he cannot accept the invite to the team's Hall of Fame says he knows the value of the red coat and wants to respect others who have the honor. So basically he's like, I had a good year and a half. Thanks. You know, I had a good week in the World Series. I made the All-Star game. Okay, no offense. Tim Laudner was an All-Star too because every team had to have a representative. Yeah. Not saying he was that, but was he like, okay, he was the fifth best catcher, but everybody else was injured or fielder, I mean, and someone else couldn't make it. You filled in. Who knows? Now – yeah, this is a good point, Andy, and I, I don't know if all the listeners out there know this, but if you get, you know, nominated, uh, so to say, to go to a team's Hall of Fame, you can still have the option to decline it. Yep. Now, most, you know, 99% of the guys accept it, but here David Freeze uh, declined it and says, you know what, uh, thanks, thanks, but no thanks. I don't want to go in. I just, I just, I really was not a Hall of Fame player for the Cardinals. Yep. And he turned it down. So, Fair enough. Now I can see someone turning it I down. Agree. If you go, hey, thanks, but you know what? Um, my child's getting married that time. Can we do it next year? I'm sure that's happened. Or yeah. something's come up. Can we do it next year? I'm sure that's happened. But he's just up and saying, no, 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 thank you. That's very good. That's very, it's a very, a very respectful, very humble, uh, humbling. Now for the 80s baseball stat of the week. All right. Looking forward to it. In 1980, at the age 33, Nolan Ryan recorded his 3,000th 3, strikeout. Okay. He then struck out more batters than Warren Spahn, Bob Feller, Juan Marichal, Tom Glavin, or Don Drysdale did in the rest of their careers after that. <laughs> so after 1980, say he started in 81, he had more strikeouts than those guys. After he reached 3,000. Yeah. He still passed Bob Feller, Warren Spahn. Warren, yeah. Yeah, the numbers are just unreal. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just it's phenomenal. Some of the Nolan Ryan stats are just unreal with that, yeah. And the thing, how many times he got traded all the time, too. He wasn't a one man, one man, one team the whole time either. Now, just a side note, I was at the sports store Shields today, and in the baseball section there is – they still have a handful of uh, old-timers jerseys, yep. and there was a Nolan Ryan on display, number 34 jersey that you could get. And, boy, I had to do a double-take thinking that would be a good one to have uh, in any sports collection, yep. the Nolan Ryan jersey, number 34. You, you can still buy it. They're out there. We, we talk about all the strikeouts and the low ERA and everything else, but you know what? He's got most walks. He wasn't much higher than a 500 pitcher, you know, he, there's other stats we'll come to, I'm sure, later on how 
he's his nine wins his losses with his ERA was so win loss percentage, yeah. Now the soapbox. Okay, this, now soapbox. This should be good. Could take up some time. I always like this, Andy. Soapbox is courtesy of John Root on Instagram. So that's okay. an Instagram post. Um, an unapologetic Christian anti-woke sports guy. So this guy, like to say he's a friend of the show, but he's not. But he's a good follow. Even if you don't agree with him, he gets you to think. How's that sound for a good yeah. follow? That's, that's fair but enough. Does that to be someone you agree with the follows? A lot of, a lot of guys on social media I don't agree with by follow just to kind of get me to think. Here we go. Major League Baseball players denounced the god mocking drag nuns Dodgers are going to have. Dodgers want to do this drag night and these. That that lunch tell you the type of crowd they were shooting for that night. Yes. And a few players have stood up and said no. It's kind of like the pride jerseys in hockey. Some of those guys said no. Uh, Blake, pitchers for the Dodgers. Um, disappointed to see the sisters of you – know, you can see the quote there. You can see it online. I'm not going to read his writings. Um, he's basically just come out and says, I believe in Jesus Christ died for – on the cross for my sins, I believe the word of God is true. In the Galatians 6, 7, it says, do not deceive, God cannot be mocked. So he believes that. that that's his beliefs. I have no problem with him having those beliefs. So if the team wanted to do this and he wants to no part of it, go ahead, Blake. Go ahead and stay home that day. I have no issue with that. I respect that. Trevor Williams of the Washington Nationals. Devout Catholic, I'm deeply troubled by the Dodgers' decision to reinvite and honor a group of sisters, the sisters of whatever, on their Pride Night this year. Major League Baseball game is a place where people from all walks of life should be should feel welcome. Something I greatly respect and support. This is the purpose of different themed nights hosted by organizations, including Pride Night, to invite and honor a group that makes a blatant and deeply offensive mockery of my religion because they do their drag thing but as nuns so that's kind of their whole where these guys have the issue with it if they just came dressed like clinger or something else that's fine if they claim to be these nuns perpetual indulgence just that's where they've kind of draw cross that line and that's where these players have issues so not really per se having issues with the pride night just this one group that the Dodgers invited. Um, so he goes with that. Um, as Catholics, he says, we look to Jesus Christ and the way he was treated and he was, and we realize that any suffering in this world unites us to him in the next. And then Clayton Kershaw, pitcher for the Dodgers, kind of their, their big stud, their man, you know, Usually these guys kind of shy away from these things. It's the four-string pitcher. It's the backup infielder that pops off. But Clayton jumped right up. He says, for us, we feel like the best thing to do in response was instead of making a statement condemning or anything like that, we just want to said to show our, you know, what we support as opposed to maybe what we don't. So he wants to bring back, and he had on his tweet there, Christian Faith and Family Day. Why can't we have that then afterwards? Mm -hmm. Which they've done before. It kind of took a 
took a hit during COVID. A lot of promotions did. So Clayton's basically saying, okay, you could have that day, but let's have this one now too. Let's promote this one pretty heavy and everything else. So that's another way of looking at it. Like we've said before here, uh, the Pride Nights. You don't like Pride Night? Don't go that night. Don't watch. You like Star Wars Night? You're a big Star Wars geek? Go. If you don't, don't. I mean, it, it's called the great thing of living in this country. We can do that. The Dodgers cross that line by having that certain group come in. Um, not saying every every uh, event at a, every every night at a ballpark that you have has to be what Andy likes. No, that'd be boring. Andy cannot plan a 162 game schedule, so no, we're not doing everything Andy likes. <laughs> but we'll have other stuff. We'll see how the the other side of the fence is. But let's not cross that line and go over the top, you know. I and mean, so you're just to just to so the listeners know that there's many groups out there that you, that the Dodgers could have brought mm -hmm. in for that uh, yep. event. <clears throat> there probably was two dozen options to pick, at least, especially in LA. Yeah. The, the point that you're making is if there's 24 groups, let's say there's two two yep. dozen to pick from. Why did you pick that one when there was other ones that were? Um, okay or good yeah and the one that crossed the line is the one that you decide to bring in and then we get all the blowback so yep yep you know so that's just oh boy that i and i feel bad for the other dodger players that are stuck there with it they gotta sit and watch this yeah you know and kind of i've spoken on that topic but kind of on the same boat texas rangers refuse to celebrate pride month I'm going to be kind of curious to see how this falls out as far as will the network show their games as a national game at home, how much respect yeah. they'll get if they make the playoffs from the national see what the blowback is. Yeah, so this is what I want to kind of – something to watch. Monitor. Not a homework assignment, but just kind of keep this on your back burner. How does the press react to the Rangers when stuff comes up this year? I don't think other owners will not want to make trades with them. But I don't think, like these last three players who said, hey, I will go to the Rangers. They don't do Pride Month. Because that could very well change next year. Baseball might force their hand. Who knows? Local news. The U.S. Gymnastics Olympic team trials will be held at Target Center next June. See, I, I'm, I'm a reporter. I even have a picture of Tim Walls on there. Yeah, I could, I could be a – I could – Separate myself when I do this. It's official. U.S. Gymnastics are coming to Minnesota next summer. The Minnesota Sports and Events know. announced Tuesday the 2024 U.S. Olympic Team Gymnastic Trials will be held in Minneapolis um, at center of the target. June 27th through 24th, or I'm sorry, 27th through 30th, 2024, before the, the Olympic Games. Now, this is important for a lot of different reasons. Big Ten basketball tournament is coming to Minnesota, men's and women's. Big Ten hockey and NCAA hockey has their finals and championships here a lot. Um, this is great income, great stuff for our city. But it also could help get things like maybe getting a Super Bowl back here. And let's go outside the box. Besides just WWE or AEW coming to Target Center or XL Energy Center, getting WrestleMania at the U.S. Bank Stadium. 
big time events that can bring in millions of dollars. Yes. And don't say, oh, it's just gymnastics. Okay. If you think it's just gymnastics, please just go away. Sign off. Bye. Gymnastics, swimming, basketball, hockey, they're all very important sports that bring in tons of money. So this is great. And this is the U.S. gymnastics. So maybe, hey, the Big Ten will have some of their championships here and finals here. Brings people in. Brings them to our area. It's exposure, yep. yep. <clears throat> so Major League Baseball standings. Here we go. We're trying to avoid this part. The Rays still in first place. Still in first place. Boston, two games above 500, last place. Can't figure that out. Yankees, half game out. Of, Yankees are only two games out of being in the last themselves. So there is a God in heaven. <laughs> Twins at 500 are in first place. Continue scratching my head on that one. And we'll get to this uh, in a bit yeah. further on later in the show <clears throat> when it comes to the USFL segment. But it's very similar. Yep. Oh, yes, yes. AL West, there's the Rangers, like we said before, first place. They hold on to that. Playing wow. good ball, too, 620 ball. Let's see how that holds out, how the press will handle them later on. And the A's, they had that good 70-game winning streak, but they kind of came back to earth and lost five in a row afterwards. So. They did actually pass Kansas City. Kansas City was the worst team in baseball for a few days there. But, uh, the A's took that right back. Yes, I saw that. I saw that. National League, though, they are. Braves kind of holding strong. Marlins are finishing up their high. They're 10 games above 500. That is very surprising. Yeah. Very, 10 games above 500, tough. and their run differentials are negative 24. <laughs> Wow. Uh, Phillies, four games above 500, negative 13. Mets are five games under and a negative 21 only. So, yeah, that's where we play the games. There's the Reds, half game out of first place. We said it was it last week, two weeks ago, when they called up the young man. I said they'll be at the playoffs. Here we go. De La Cruz. De La cruz mania Pirates have dropped a two and a half out. They were first place for a while, and they've kind of come back to earth, unfortunately, I think. They're still an exciting team to watch, though. Yes. You look at that standings. That was reversed, I think, the last few years. Cardinals, Cubs, Pirates, Reds, Brewers, you know, and flip-flop. Flipped it. In the West, Diamondbacks still holding strong. The Giants have passed the Dodgers for second. There's the Padres of fourth going, we're coming. We're coming. Seven in a row for the Giants. Watch out for them. The Rockies are just thanking God the A's and Royals are around, so they're not the laughing stock. <clears throat> yes. All right, the Mets. The Mets. I show you these managers right here. Buckshaw Walter, the manager. Eric Chavez, bench coach. Danny Barnes, assistant major league coach. If Buckshaw Walter wasn't Buckshaw Walter, he'd be fired. And these other two names, one of those guys are Fair enough. Fair enough. But I think That's with fair. Buck being who he is, the Mets are kind of emptying the farm system a little bit and bringing kids up slowly, getting more time in. And that's why Buck is still there to work with the youth as they come up. Um, if the Mets minor league teams were doing fairly well and they weren't doing that, I think Buck would be gone. And here's what I mean there's the Mets minor league teams. Let's see how they're doing. 
Well, there's Syracuse in last place. Way in last place. Okay. Easter League. The Ponies. They're 500, but they're... Okay, they're 500. Middle of the pack, but out of it. The Brooklyn Mets, the high A, they're last place. And the St. Lucie Mets, last place. So you're going to see a lot of AAA guys coming up, maybe even a couple of AA guys come up. That's why Buck is still there, to work with them. I think if AAA and AA were fighting for positions, because that's still making money for your team. You've, you're not going to tease these fans all year and go, oh, sorry, we're pulling your players. A lot of these guys have that respect where they don't keep their guys in there. But I think you see a lot of the Mets shuffling a lot. And with these teams being that bad, we can't be buyers because it looks like we got no one to really offer. So – they very well could be sellers to get rid of the major league guys to call up some kids. So <clears throat> the Mets, during the offseason, this was Steve Cohen's team that put out $750 million, three-quarters of a billion. Yes. And we were all, as far as I was, as one of them, was under the assumption that the, the Mets would run away with the AL or the NL East this year with all the talent that they had. And this is part of the problem is the Yankees over the years have always paid out big bucks. The Mets have all kind of surpassed them in the last two, three years yep. by putting out even bigger bucks. But it doesn't win the games. It's very interesting. Now they've got a depleted farm system. Yep. Very, very interesting set of circumstances with – you come to trade deadline, <clears throat> now what do you do? Yeah. Your options are really limited now. And we'll look at the Dodgers. They spend the money. They're in third place. Padres are fourth yeah. place. You know, Boston's the last yeah. place. Yeah. Padres have got a lineup that's stacked. Yeah. Wow. All right. Smith was thrown for having sticky stuff on his hands. And if you go back to the Mets tapes or Major League Baseball tapes, um, he came out, they checked him after he came for the bullpen. Sticky stuff, you're gone. He went into the clubhouse while the officials were in there. They looked at his hands and said, they laughed. They said, there's nothing here. What did they throw you for? Now, I'm not a big conspiracy guy. Second Mets player after sure going to get tossed for this stuff. Okay, umps, you're grabbing balls and dirts all the time, too. How clean are your hands when you're checking their hands? Yeah. You know, I'm not saying the ump had sticky stuff on his hands and was feeling it on him. Maybe, maybe not. Are you taking a antiseptic wipe and cleaning your palate and your hands before you touch his? <laughs> or are you using the same hand you can pick up the ball off the ground with all day, brushing home plate with? Your hands aren't the cleanest now either. Just saying. So that's a good point because it's – for many things, there's a you know there's no gray area. It's, it's either right yeah. or wrong or good or bad. Right. Here, it's to the common fan. Um, they think, well, if it's if it's sticky, you know, throw them out. If it's not, let it go. But this is a very subjective thing. And you're right. Uh, the umps have a lot of control here by tossing someone yeah. that has yeah. sticky stuff that the normal fan says, oh wow, that's that's get them out of here. I agree with the ump. Yeah. What if there is nothing? Like this particular case, yeah. there was nothing there. Now, what's going on that they're throwing them out, and how clean are the umps' hands themselves? So they have a lot of control with what happens 
in the game and there's no one is there anyone supervising them yeah do you need a fifth official who's the one who checks hands in between innings i don't know yeah it does it does raise the question such those hands in his pockets in between innings i don't know talk about some hockey stuff now least watched stanley cup in recorded history okay not counting the covid cup because everything was goofy that year okay that's an asterisk um, year but not yeah. many viewers now is this total because it didn't go seven games and only went well they uh, said it was the least watched five? um game clincher series clincher least watched okay. series clincher now is it because it was florida and vegas they're not really hockey towns well to me okay i'm a baseball fan like i said before I'll watch the A's and Royals play if they're in town. I'll, I don't care who they are. I'm going to watch a baseball game. Are hockey fans that like, oh, it's not Boston. It's not the Rangers. It's not our fancy popular teams we don't want to watch. It's not the Avalanche. Really? If you're a fan, aren't you going to watch whoever it is for your championship? So. Now, that's a good point. Andy, it's a good point because I, I found myself watching more of the NHL Stanley Cup this year than I've ever done in my entire life. Yeah, because it's two teams you don't see every week. That's why yeah, I was more intrigued in it. And officially it went out as the least watched, but yeah. that doesn't mean no one was watching it. There was a very good there were there's some very good games there. Doesn't mean those who watched didn't enjoy it either. It just meant no one watched it. Yeah, correct. Uh, the following game was the least watched since they began tracking viewership in nineteen eighty. For the whole series, viewers fell off a high a record high 43% from last year, dropping from 4.3 million to 2.6 million. Um, like I said, didn't count the bubble final. With the average of 2.47 million viewers, it was not only the least watched cup clincher ever, but it was the lowest viewed game five in 30 years. Okay. Now Basketball, the Nuggets won a congratulations to the Denver Nuggets. But here's what their owner's done in the last couple of years. Their owner owns the Rams, who won the championship in 22. The Colorado Mammoth, the NLL champions of 2022. Colorado Avalanche, who won the Stanley Cup in 2022. The Denver Nuggets, the 2023 NBA champions. Wow. Uh, Mr. Kroenke, if you'd like to invest in a podcast... Please reach out to Connie here at our offices. Yes. <laughs> we would love to talk to you. That's an incredible stat right there. Yeah. Wow. He demand. Your homework assignment, if you choose to accept it. Okay. The WNBA, like we mentioned last week, had issues with the players, how they fly – Commercial, they don't fly private planes. Uh, Brittany Griner's her issues now. She flies alone on a private plane, and some people are upset about this. Your homework assignment is on a four-page report, single-spaced. Yes. Typed? Typed. What could the WNBA do? I mean, you have money from the NBA to help you out. NBA is printing money, or so they say. Now, you don't want to discriminate these girls and go, well, we're going to do just regionally, so it's only buses. Now, you've taken away everything they fought for to be a major sport, so we can't go backwards. 
do do does the league buy eight planes or seven planes so each series has some going all the time do you limit travel do more travel like you do sometimes hey you're going to New York you're gonna play three games there like baseball play a series three games in five days less travel what do we do so it's less travel less expense what what's some suggestions WNBA could do because I don't have the stat up here for me right now. I've, I've headed up my stuff. I know I put it on social media. The mascot for the Denver Nuggets makes more than the highest paid player in the WNBA. Powerful stat right there. So basketball world, <clears throat> pro basketball world, what is wrong here? What What is wrong with this society, this picture? They mock the women's sports that, oh, well, no one wants to go there Well, because you're not putting money into it. Dump some money into it. I have an old beater car, but you know what? I keep putting money into it. It still runs. It's a gem for me. I love it. I don't need the brand new fancy car with all the bells and whistles. The WNBA, yeah, you're not going to get 15 fancy slam dunks a game. You're not going to have LeBron taking flops. You're not going to see a 120 to 115 score. You're going to see good fundamental basketball. Competitive basketball, where all 12 on the team want to win, not just the two big guys making all the money. So what can we do to help the WNBA with their travel and to get them to be more socially acceptable? Like we said earlier in the year, their big exhibition game in Toronto I had to find on Bally Sports 2 locally. Why was that not on ESPN or ABC? So that was a sidebar uh, or side part homework soapbox, but it was more homework. But that's what I got, sir. <clears throat> Do you want me to go into the trivia answer before I forget? Before we get yes. to the part? Yeah, let's do the trivia answer right. and uh, and repeat the question again right. for the listener. Zach Whitecloud, Bemidji State University, was part of the Vegas Golden Knights. Now, he is – other Native Americans are on the Stanley Cup. We're not going to get into who's the other Native Americans or how many. But who is the other Bemidji State alumni on that cup? Do you have any guesses? Elk River, Minnesota. I, I don't Elk, even know. Elk River, Minnesota. 1989 Calgary Flames, Joel Otto. Okay. Is on the cup. He was the first BSU alum. On the okay. cup. So now Zach, Mr. White Cloud joins Mr. Otto. So there you go. Otto White Cloud. That's a good, that's a good question. Um, once again, very hard to get onto that, you know, to get the name engraved. And the thing about Joel Otto, his playing style, big kid. Uh, the Calgary Flames realized that he's pretty good at winning faceoffs. So they, he wasn't on the top line, but. Every time there was a face-off, he'd go out there and he'd beat Mark Messier for a face-off. All the, all the number one guys, he was beating them in face-offs. He wasn't, he wasn't the perfect good scout like a Neil Broughton was. He got his share of penalties, but he Canadian punk band The Belvedere did a song about Joel Otto called Two Minutes for Looking So Good. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> there we have it. 2010 Bemidji State University Hall of Fame, 84 graduate, 89 Calgary Flames World Champion. 
Joel Otto. Great resume there for Mr. Otto. Now, I've got three small tidbits of sports yes. that I think the listeners might like. Now, one is the USFL. I've been covering this. <clears throat> the regular season completed. Their 10-game regular season finished up yesterday. Playoffs are announced. The top two in the uh, North Division play the top two in the uh, the North and the South play. So, eight teams in the league. Six are uh Four are still in it, and so four are really out. Four are in single elimination. They start this weekend. Now, a very similar thing to the American League East standings. One of the divisions, all the teams were over 500, and only two can go to the postseason. The other division, all the teams were under 500, and two are going to advance to the postseason with an under 500 record, much like the XFL. Yep. And so you're not getting the four final best teams, but you're getting the the two best of the one division and the two best of the next division, regardless of their record. So anyway, that'll be fun. That starts uh, here this weekend, a single elimination <clears throat> tournament, two semifinal games, one weekend and a championship the next, and that'll be done. That's the USFL once again. Now the St. Paul saints are doing well. They're the third best overall team in triple a baseball right now. And the thing to watch there is they cut that season in half uh, in the main, yeah. in the minors. Uh, they declare a first-half champion, and so we've got one week to go, one six-game series, and the Saints in the International League West for AAA baseball are currently in the lead. Hopefully they can keep that up if they do at the end of the season, end of the series here coming up a week, uh, basically on Sunday, will declare that. And then you're eligible to play in the postseason. First half winner plays the second half winner. And so <clears throat> they're up for that. I think the big drive there is to get that, assure themselves a spot in the postseason, and then play out the second half of the season, be that as it may, however they finish, you're still going to be in the postseason. Yep. So it gives another uh, group of teams a, a, a chance who are uh, maybe not that good. And maybe some of these teams, like you mentioned, where the Mets had a very bad first half of the season, this Splitting the season in half, which they've done for decades, has uh, gets re- new life, re- you know, rejuvenation to get those teams that, um, rather than the fans, you know, attendance just falling off, now they can come back and, and maybe make a run. So, Saints are fun to watch. The Town Ball, Town Ball, Fox Nine Town Ball Tour Wednesday coming up, Andy. I'm not sure if you're going, but it's in Gaylord. The Gaylord Islanders are hosting a game against Brownton on Wednesday. I'm planning to be there reporting live i don't know if you're going or not andy but no. i will it's open i've never been to gaylord to see a game so hoping to knock that off we'll have some tweets and some facebook posts wednesday night uh, around 7 8 p.m uh, for that this coming week but that's all i've got for sports speaking of town ball this saturday in watertown the 75th anniversary of the lights the 75 years since the lights went up there uh got hutchinson in town the team we played 75 years ago uh music starting at five Game starts at seven. Jeremy Quad. First pitch. Jeremy is, first pitch seven yep, Jeremy is tending bar at one of the beer stands we're gonna have there that game. So the event is going to be much like a uh, a, a mini kind of a county yep. fair celebration. Kind of like right? Fox and town ball tour with all the things and activities for the kids, things for adults, various food trucks, various beer stands, and some great baseball. Yep. Once again. Hutchinson has ranked in Class C. 
Watertown Red Devils are ranked in Class yep. C. So it's a chance to see two top 10 teams. Should be a lovely night there, hopefully with the weather. 7 p.m. first pitch, but a lot of things going on beforehand. We will both be there also providing updates uh, on social media at that game. It was 75 years ago that Watertown played their first game ever under the lights. Exhibition my foot. Watertown and Hutch are going to be uh, and against They're going to be trying. So Exhibition my foot. They looked back into the archive and said, let's get Hutchinson out on the very same day of the anniversary and play the very same team. Yep. And so good game to be to uh, be out there. 7 p.m. First pitch. We'll be there. Look for us and follow us on social media for the various games that were in attendance uh, and, and so forth. So that's all I've got. That's all we got. Check out Dan's special episode he did yesterday. Had a nice interview on our YouTube uh, we did a bonus episode talking to the, uh, about the Federal League, over 35 baseball state of Minnesota. Very popular, very popular. Their Hall of Fame induction is also coming up this coming Saturday. So we'll, we'll report on that on Monday's yeah. episode as well next week. But that's yes, all yeah. for this week. Bye. Have a good week, everyone.